Well, hello, everyone. My name is John Paul. I'm the host of the Car Doctor radio program and podcast. And uh, we have something interesting coming up for this podcast. And what's nice about doing podcasts versus radio programs, radio programs I do once a week, podcasts I can do whenever I feel like it. And I can do them more often if I feel like it. So we have coming up in today's podcast, we have Brad Franz. He is the director of car and SUV advertising for Chevrolet, and we also have Laura Thornton. She's the marketing director from OnStar, and they both have some new news coming up. And I'll give you a little preview of some of it. Uh, if you have an Alexa in your house and you have OnStar, you can actually have Alexa take care of you through OnStar. And the newest blazer from Chevrolet. Now, everybody knows a classic Chevrolet Blazer, you know, four-wheel drive or, you know, newer versions, all-wheel drive. Well, the newest Chevrolet Blazer for 2023 is going to be an electric Blazer, and it can be front-wheel drive, it can be rear-wheel drive, it can be all-wheel drive. So you want a rear-wheel drive Blazer, you can get one of those. You want a front-wheel drive Blazer, you can get one of those. And if you want a four-wheel drive Blazer, you can get one of those. And uh, we'll also be talking about some of the uh, questions I received, so maybe in between the two. But first up, uh, why don't we talk with Laura Thornton. Again, she's the marketing director for OnStar. And Laura, there's some big news coming from OnStar these days. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Great news. And I'm excited to share it with you today. So think of this as the next generation of OnStar. If you think of OnStar of the past, over 25 years, we pioneered a lot of really great industry-leading technologies for our GM owners. Um, but last year, we, we launched a new platform called the Guardian app. And today's exciting news builds off of that foundation where we're bringing safety solutions to our customers beyond the GM vehicle. So two new features launching today alongside a modernized OnStar brand look and some exciting news for everyone to pay attention to. Well, let's talk about those those new features. Give us, give us some details. Yeah. Yeah, so the first one is a partnership with Amazon. So OnStar and Amazon recently announced our plans to launch an OnStar Guardian skill for the Amazon Alexa device. So what this does is it integrates safety services directly into your home. This allows emergency responses to be delivered directly and connected directly to our emergency certified advisors. So when you're at home and you say, Alexa, I need help, Alexa will summon OnStar and an advisor will come right on the line and be able to give you the assistance that you need. And I know somebody who they drive an Escalade. They have, they've had some heart problems in the past. And I remember having the conversation with him about OnStar and he was like, you know, I know I can hit the button and I know I can always hit the button. uh, Even if I'm in the middle of some sort of heart, you know, heart incident coming up. And the idea that you can do that kind of virtually through uh, through Alexa is pretty, pretty interesting. Absolutely. We find, especially as our, our customers' needs in the home are changing, safety is evolving, people are aging in place more frequently, and feeling safe in the home is a gap that we've wanted to fill in our customers' experience for a long time. So not only can you feel that confidence while you're riding in a GM vehicle or in any vehicle with the OnStar Guardian app, now you can feel that in your home as well. And uh, you mentioned there's a there's a second new development yeah. there as well. Tell us about that one. 
Yeah, so this next one is a different type of mobility solution. So motorcycles, we recently launched a skill that allows integration of your motorcycle into the OnStar Guardian app, such that we can do things like detect a crash and bring you the support that you need, just like we would in a vehicle. Um, it also extends to roadside assistance and emergency support. So all of those same great features that you would have in the vehicle, you now have in the confidence while you're riding your bike, uh, wherever that may be. That's that's really interesting that you've, that you've expanded that way. And the idea that um, OnStar is there for you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Is there a certain area... I? I remember reading once that in China, uh, OnStar gets the button gets pressed a lot. Um, is there is there certain areas still where OnStar seems to be uh, used more than other places? Absolutely. So if you look globally at our footprint, we have 22 million vehicles that are connected. So that means there's OnStar integrated into them. So ranging from China, where kind of a traditional, you'll use air quotes, a traditional button press is really common, to South America and Mexico, where we see a lot more emergency button presses, to the U.S. and Canada, where we see engagement shifting to more digital channels, mm -hmm. like app usage, Wi-Fi in the vehicle, and, and the likes of that. So um, globally, our trends are, are kind of mirroring our consumer trends in the regions, and we're happy that we have a service portfolio that allows us to meet our customers' needs. No, that, that's, that's really important to know. And, you know, one of the things about OnStar in the traditional OnStar sense is the, the idea of being able to talk to an OnStar operator. There's going to be somebody there. Um, is there. Is there anything that sort of, is it always just emergencies? Is it always, or is, or is it sometimes, you know, uh, hi, OnStar, where's the best ice cream near me? <laughs> Absolutely. So we think of our, our technology as you know, technology with human touch. The OnStar advisor is a real differentiator for us. And there are times that we know our customers just don't want to talk to a person and they just want to get the answer to whatever it is as quickly as possible in a digital channel. And we're going to build that experience for them. But there's sometimes where you're just like, I want to talk to somebody. I want to ask a quick question. I want someone to be there for me. And our advisors are trained to help with pretty much any need or question you might have. Um, net of, you know, buying concert tickets for you or something like that. Mm -hmm. But we can help you with directions, uh, wayfinding, questions about your vehicle, um, you know, any kind of support that you might need with your owner experience, we can help with. And then, of course, range deeply into emergency situations and, and everything from a baby being born on the side of the road to a very severe crash where we're trying to help, you know, detect how many injured passengers there are and get the right support to that person at, the, at their time of need. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a pretty incredible system. And the people I know who have used it for emergencies were awfully glad that they had it. And the idea that in the event of a airbag deployment or something, the system uh, is, system is there ready to work. So it, it, yeah. it, it makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And if people want to find out more information about OnStar, is, uh, where, do, where do they go to learn more about the new developments with OnStar and maybe learn more about OnStar that they already have in their car that they maybe don't utilize enough? 
Absolutely. Visit OnStar.com. There's a whole wealth of knowledge you can find there. Download the OnStar Guardian app. You can learn how to get to use those features. And, and really, if you, you have questions, you can always push that blue button, talk to an advisor, and they'll be happy to help you as well. Laura, thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us on the Car Doctor program. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. So pretty interesting news coming from OnStar. Well, uh, as always, we try to cover some of the questions that came in during the week. And one of them, somebody's considering a Ford Explorer for their next vehicle. They have some concerns about the four-cylinder engine. Yeah, a four-cylinder engine and a Ford Explorer. Oof. Uh, many years back there, they had a Ford Explorer. It had a V8 in it. A lot of times back then, uh, they called the Ford Explorers Ford Exploders because the timing chain guides would go bad and the engine would kind of self-destruct. Um, but they also want to know whether this four-cylinder um, Explorer has enough power to tow around their 3,000-pound boat. And all I can tell you is, and I think I did the car review a few weeks ago, I spent some time in the Ford Explorer with the four-cylinder EcoBoost, and I actually stopped and opened the hood to actually see that it was a four-cylinder engine. Yeah, it's a 2.3 liter. I wish they would change that engine because if you're old like me, 2.3 liter means Pinto engine. Uh, that was the that was a classic engine that was in a Pinto, and not a great engine, but this new uh, turbocharged EcoBoost engine develops 300 uh, horsepower and 300 foot-pounds of torque. That's more than that old four-cylinder, I mean, old eight-cylinder engine in the older Ford Explorers did, and it has the ability to tow 5,300 pounds, so not bad. Uh, so I think it can do everything they want it to do. Kind of an odd question, I think. Uh, this person wrote to me and said, I'm in the market for a new smaller car uh, than what I have now. They have a Lincoln MKS. They want a good, safe car, but they also want one to get better gas mileage. Who doesn't? Even though gas mileage is going, or gas prices are going down, gas mileage is important. Um, the two they're looking at, Subaru Outback and the Volvo XC40, uh, kind of a, kind of a, interesting choice of two different cars because they're completely different i mean they're both great cars but they're completely different the volvo certainly is solid and safe i haven't driven a volvo in a while i admit but um but i don't think they've changed a whole lot if anything they've probably just gotten a little bit better and a subaru which i have driven recently is more fuel efficient slightly has a bigger fuel tank so longer range more cargo space so you think of a subaru as being a small car if you remember old subarus but it's actually bigger than this volvo so the subaru is a little bit cheaper to buy but if you want luxury features and a bit more prestige i think the volvo stands out uh it is um Really, if that isn't important to you, then, you know, com compare apples to apples. Uh, Subaru, in my mind, is is certainly the winner. So um, I will tell you, I wish uh, picking out health insurance was as easy since I've sort of semi-retired now. Finding the answer to uh, the better health insurance or health insurance that seems to work where you need it to do. Uh, is It's a whole lot easier to get your car fixed, I think, than doing some of this these days. But uh, that's my problem. It's not yours. So um, coming up next, we're going to be talking with Brad Franz. He is the director of car and SUV advertising uh, and marketing for Chevrolet about the all new Chevrolet Blazer. Stay tuned for that. So a lot of new excitement from uh, GM and Chevrolet coming up and we're seeing electric vehicles uh, uh, getting more popular all the time. I recently just drove the 2022 Chevrolet Bolt 
And I came away uh, pleasantly surprised how much it could replace, you know, any compact car at this point. But uh, uh, SUVs, everybody likes SUVs. And with us is Brad Franz uh, to tell us about the latest electric SUV from Chevrolet. Brad, can you tell, give us a little bit of a uh, background about the new vehicle? Yeah, yeah, thanks, John. So last night, super exciting times at Chevrolet. We revealed the all-new 2024 all-electric Blazer EV, and it really allows us to expand our brand's growing EV portfolio, and it really allows us to bring a little bit bigger SUV into the very fast-growing um, segment of you know EV vehicles in the industry today. So we're really excited about that. Can you give us some details about, um, about performance of the vehicle, range, that type of thing? Yes. So the Blazer EV, we're really excited because it offers customers choice throughout the lineup. When you talk about performance, we're going to have an SS version of our Blazer EV vehicle. Um, that is really designed to give the best overall performance. It's our highest trim. Uh, it's going to bring 557 horsepower, 680 foot, 684 pound feet of torque, zero to 60 uh, in under four seconds and 290 miles of range. Um, with standard performance all-wheel drive. So that is going to be a fantastic vehicle to get out there and, uh, and drive around. And the, the Blazer is kind of a legendary name. So it's sort of, a, sort of a little bit different to think about the Blazer EV. But realistically, this is almost like the golden age of automobiles right now. Uh, buyers really are going to have a lot of choice over what they want to buy, whether it's a a uh, gasoline blazer or a high performance electric blazer? Yeah, I mean, we think that's an advantage for us. Obviously, we really uh, feel that the blazer name brings a lot of equity uh, into the industry. People understand it. We relaunched the blazer back in 2019 uh, from an ICE perspective, which is the gas version. And really, what we've done here is re we've reimagined the success and the recipe and the formula that's made that vehicle successful. When you look at that vehicle, you see it driving down the road. Um, it, you see it's a little bit different from an SUV. It looks great. The number one reason for purchase for that vehicle is overall exterior styling. So we knew uh, we had something there. And what we did with this the, the EV version of the Blazer uh, is we just took those design elements, brought them in. I think when you get a chance to really see it get up close to the vehicle, you'll see uh, it, it's really stunning. And then we also brought the choice in with the Altium platform across our trims, which I think is really going to make this unique and really going to make this uh, of interest to consumers. Can you give us a little bit of detail about um, that platform and, and uh, what that what that entails? Yeah, so our Altium-based platform is our battery technology, which really allows us to offer customers more space on the inside. It allows us to bring the wheels a little bit uh, forward, a little bit wider design. And then also it allows us to open up the range of choice when it comes to powertrain options. So I mentioned, you know, we're going to have powertrain options on the Blazer EV. We're going to have a pretty unique uh, lineup here of an all-wheel drive, a front-wheel drive, and a rear-wheel drive. And that's all based on the technology from our Altium platform. So again, bringing customers choice uh, from a drivetrain perspective is also a very unique benefit to our Altium platform. And this is this is some. I, I live in New England, so we have winter. Uh, but somebody who maybe lives in Florida might be perfectly happy with the rear-wheel drive version of the Blazer, and somebody else might say, "Well, you know, a front-wheel drive could do everything I need to do." So again, lots of choices for the for the consumer, right? Correct, and that's exactly what we set out to do. Is those those. Uh, 
um, consumers that are living up in winter markets, like I said, you may uh, think the all-wheel drive is what you need. You may opt for four, uh, front-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive sometimes isn't the best uh, in the winter conditions, John, as you might know. But like I said, I think that's going to appeal to those folks that are living in maybe warmer weather climates. And, and again, just gives them the choice of selecting what drivetrain will work for them. And the and the idea that um, this is a this is a vehicle that people are going to seem somewhat familiar with, I suppose. Um, uh, but but it's the technology is completely different, and uh, a lot of people have concerns uh, that don't own an electric vehicle about range anxiety. And you said that you know we're almost at a three hundred mile range with this, and in, in the top trim level um, is. Uh, GM offering home charging options for this as well? Yes. So currently today on our Chevy Bolt, we do offer, um, and again, at, 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 you know, at Chevrolet, it's just about making EV ownership easy. And so we back that up with our commitment to, you know, home install charging when you per, per, purchase a Bolt. And our plan would be to continue that into the 20, 2024 all-electric Blazer EV as well. So it's just making that transition from ICE to EV just a little bit easier. That's our commitment at Chevrolet. And it's kind of interesting, and I can only relate to the to the Bolt that I drove, and um, I only have capability to plug it in outside at an outside outlet at uh, a level one, so sort of the, the the lowest slowest charging. But if for somebody who only drives forty or fifty miles a day, uh, even even the one hundred and twenty volt outlet is plenty to charge a battery up and start the day at, at a full charge and have more capacity than I'm going to drive in any given day, uh, you know, up over 260 miles on the bolt. And, and the blazer having that kind of ability is pretty phenomenal. And, and it really does sound like with home charging, especially the idea of starting the day with a full charge uh, is going to make it nice and easy for people. And, and the idea of never going to a gas station and having that reduced maintenance cost uh, uh, really sounds like it's going to make the uh, blazer appealing to a lot of lot of potential buyers. Yeah, we agree 100% there. And, you know, we talked about the SS earlier, 290 miles of range, but the RS is actually going to bring 320 miles of range to even give customers a little bit more peace of mind that, you know, the vehicle's charge is going to stay there. They're going to have the range to do what they need to do throughout the day. And uh, again, like I said, we're excited to have those kind of options available to consumers. And um, has there been any price announcements yet, or is it too early? And is there um, any time that the 2024 blazer will be available yeah the blazer will be available uh summer of next year and we have we have uh, announced pricing on, on on the vehicle um our ss will start at you know 65 995 and our one lt will start at 44 995 and in today's world you know people people might think that's pretty expensive but i i think i read the average transaction price for new cars today is up in the up in the mid 40s so that starting out that that starting price is pretty good and where it's a new vehicle uh to the market i assume that means that federal tax credits will apply yes there's uh there are federal tax credits that are in play here for consumers uh that are coming into the market um but to your point about um the average transaction price i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up because in this segment in particular uh where the blazer ev is going to play the average transaction price today is about fifty thousand dollars across you know, 16, 17 competitors. So we think we're bringing Blazer into the heart of that segment, bringing it in a very competitive price point that I think is going to compete very well. 
It certainly sounds it. And one one final question: Where where is the blazer made? The blazer will be made in our uh, Ramos facility in Mexico. Ah, okay. So, uh, so you know, the idea of this, uh, the Blazer, just uh, uh, again, a legendary name. Anybody, I think, who's uh, who's older than twelve uh, knows knows the Blazer name, and and they know the new Blazer as well. But that that legendary Blazer name, which which always meant either performance or off road capability, uh, really, I think it really sounds like it's going to shine through with the new Blazer EV, whether it's in you know, the SS trim, which is the performance trim or kind of the daily driver trim. So it sounds, sounds, sounds like a well thought out, well put together package. Yes. Thank you. We are excited about it. And, uh, we're, if you want to learn more, I just say, you know, visit Chevy.com, you know, to learn more about the vehicle. We're currently taking, you know, reservations for the vehicle right now. And it sounds, sounds fantastic. So Chevy.com go there, take a look around and uh, see what Chevrolet has to offer this day. These days, uh, uh, the excitement is back in back in the automobile business. It sounds like with with so many different options for people and performance options to uh, to just uh, cars to get people back and forth to work. It sounds great, Brad. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day and joining us on the program. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye bye. Well, that's it for now. That's the end of another. Car Doctor podcast or program or whatever I'm going to call this. Remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the best way to do that is email. Send me an email at jpaul at aaanortheast.com. And hopefully, uh, you know, one of these days we might be back on the radio again. We'll wait to see. I had a great meeting with the good folks down at uh, WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Uh, talked to the owner of the station and um, I don't know, it looks pretty positive, so you never know. We might be back on the radio again, but until then, the podcast is a good way to find it. Remember, you can go to the podcast directly at jpaul. Uh, no, that's my email, right? You can go to the podcast directly at uh, johnfpaul.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, or any place popular podcasts are found. It's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Apple podcast, just put in John Paul Car Doctor podcast and you'll find it. And again, if you want to email me, I answer every single email, jpaul at aaanortheast.com. Till next time, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. And if you see emergency vehicles by the side of the road, slow down or move over at Safe Lives. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.